been a long time. I should have left you, left you without a dope beat to step to, step to, step to. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry. I know I've been gone for a long time, but your girl is back. So if you don't know, for those who are new, my name is Red. For those who are returning, I'm going to get into why I haven't recorded, okay? later on down the line but let's go ahead and uh hop skip and jump in this new episode shall we i have missed you all welcome 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 come one come all to this unique ball red people and honey buns alike this is the place where we do nothing but let love unite oh my god it feels good to say that again (laughs) it feels good to be talking to you honey hey how you doing i have missed you so much how you been happy new year i haven't talked to you since before christmas but happy new year Happy early Valentine's Day. If you don't have a Valentine's, it's okay. That's fine. I'll be your Valentine. Just cut me on your loudspeaker. Let me flow through your ears. All of that. <laughs> no, I don't know where that was going. It started off one way, but it ended differently. If you missed it in the intro, my name is Red. Hey, how you doing? Oh my gosh, I have missed you. As I said in the intro, I'm going to get into why I haven't recorded a little later on in the show. But until then, let's go ahead and jump into Unique Speaks. Now, Unique Speaks is going to be a little different this episode because it's a lot going on in the media, in the world. First and foremost, to Kobe Bryant's family, friends, loved ones, to all of his fans. Lord, I don't even, I I can't even put into words the pain that I know his wife and his other children are going through. So I send my prayers, my best wishes, my condolences, everything to his family first, to his wife, because she lost not just a husband, but a husband and a child like that. And to all the families who were on that helicopter. So God bless the souls of the dearly departed. And be with each and every one of their families, Father God. Send peace, love, healing, and strength. As well as comfort to their mind, body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I, it's, it's crazy because one second you hear and in the blink of an eye, you're, you're gone. You become a memory. You become the legacy that you leave behind. And Kobe Bryant left behind an amazing legacy. So this this just scrolling is going to be a little bit different. Because I don't want to get into everything that's really going on. It's getting close to uh, family. Jesus. It's getting close to Valentine's Day. And I'd rather just help you evaluate those that you trying to make your valentine or evaluate yourself if you gonna be somebody valentine just with some things that i've come across on this getaway internet so yeah we're gonna do that so i'm just scrolling you know across this getaway internet and i come across this video on facebook and i remember uh sharing it because i wanted to get my friends opinions 
Now, the video is of this guy and his girlfriend. Um, they had a flat tire. Now, the girl is on the ground trying to figure out how to change the tire. Neither one of them know how to change the tire. We That's a whole different subject in itself, but we're not going to get into that. But neither one of them know how to change the tire. Correct? Well, the girl, as I said, is on the ground trying to figure out how to change the tire. She's trying to figure out what to do. Whereas the guy is recording and he's going, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what you expect me to do. I don't know why we just can't call somebody. Like, I know you're really not sitting on the ground crying. What you crying for? I don't know why you expected me to help you. I told you I didn't know what I was doing. So, you and all of your infinite wisdom, dumbass millennial, um, and I hate to say that because I'm a millennial, so he he's he's the generation below us because this this only got to come from the generation below us um you decide to start recording instead of hey let's use the phone that you're recording on to look up a youtube video on how to change the tire i'm not gonna knock you for no not knowing how to change the tire part of me should but we're not gonna get into gender roles and all of that because me and my friend, as I said, I posted this with a specific question to my PUD and to my team. Now, their their responses, you know, or I can't remember if PUD responded to this, but I know for a fact Tink did. Um, Tink and I both said, we know how to change the tire. But if my man is there, there's no reason for me to have to change the tire. Now, if I know how to do it and he doesn't, okay, cool, fine. But if I don't know how to do it and you don't know how to do it, but I'm the only one trying to come up with a solution, you are no longer needed. If you're not helping me, if you're if you're egging on the situation, why are you crying? Why we just can't call somebody? Why are you da-da-da-da? If I'm trying to work on a solution and you add into my problem, there's no need to have you there. You took out your phone not to call for help, not to watch a YouTube video on what to do, not to call a family member and let them talk us through it. You took out your video. You took out your video. You took out your phone to record a video and act a plump fool and act a plump donkey. Why? And I done got so frustrated to the point where now I'm in tears and now you're ridiculing me in a certain in a the in a sense for Jesus it done started raining oh no God uh, but you're ridiculing me because I'm crying out of frustration I'm crying because you're supposed to be my help you I don't I don't like the term you know be their peace um because I believe a person should have peace within themselves before someone else comes along because if someone else comes along and they end up being your peace and you lose that person now you're you're stuck like chuck like you out there without peace in a sense i don't i don't know it's a whole it's a whole thing surrounding that that i don't understand but if i'm coming to you with a problem or you see the problem and you're not helping me work on the solution why are you there why why are you there 
because what you're doing right now is making my problem worse, which in return is going to be a worse problem for you. Because when that other side of me come out to play, oh, she don't go back in when recess is over. Oh, that's not how this works. When she when she come out to play, she come out to play play. But that's neither here nor there. So if you have that type of ah, Jesus, I don't bit. Mm, mm-mm. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> but if you have that type of significant other or Valentine that's not helping you find a solution to your problem, but they're adding to your problem, yeah. Just be single, B. Uh, moving on. So I came across this. Um, I guess it would be. I guess it would be a meme. It's a picture of words on it, so I guess it would be a meme. Um, on Instagram, you know, just scrolling randomly across this ghetto ass internet, and the meme said it was a man and a woman doing like a painting or something. It was some. It looked something real cute. Real, real, something real nice that a couple should do, you know, quality time and all of that. But it said, <sighs> Jesus, I don't know why I'm talking so fast. But it said, um, she deserves better, but I couldn't see her with anybody else, so I became better. One more time, she deserves better, but I couldn't see her with anyone else. So I became better. Now, everybody's going to digest that in their own way. Some women will be like, oh my God, I appreciate that. He became better just for me and all of that. Me personally, I can see the good and the bad in it. The bad, to me, that's a form of manipulation to a certain degree. Now you can agree with me to a certain degree. Now you can agree with me or disagree with me. That's that's on you. You you choose what you choose and let me know. Jesus, Frankie, Lord the cat. Father God, you're trying to start my stop my heart. But you have, you know, like I said, you can choose to agree or disagree. To me, it's a form of manipulation because you said she deserves better. But I couldn't see her with anyone else. So I became better. Now, if you know I deserve better, and if in that time you're not willing to give me better, not because, not just because I deserve better, but because you're actually ready to be better, then to me, that's a form of manipulation. You're trying to hold on to me because you couldn't see me with nobody else. You don't want to see me with anybody else. What if I deserve to be with someone else because you're not ready to be the man or the woman that I need, that I need you to be? Or that you need to be for yourself first, and then you can be for me. The that's that's part, you know, the bad that I see. The good that I see is a person wanting to get better. But also, a tiger can't change its stripes. Because what if you lose this person? See what I'm saying? What if you lose her or him? And like I said. She deserves better, but I couldn't see her with anyone else. So I became better. You're not becoming better for yourself. You're becoming better to keep hold of the person that you don't want to see with anyone else. How how does that work for you in the end 
if she doesn't stay or if he doesn't stay what happens then will you regret being better it's always good for someone to come in your life and for you to see things in them and about them that would make you want to change but you should always want to change for yourself first because she deserves better but I couldn't see her with anyone else so I became better become better for you don't become better for me because I'm sorry don't become better for me because it's not a guarantee that I'm gonna say or I don't want you to start resenting me later on down the line because you started changing because you felt that I deserved better instead of instead of letting me go to get better for myself to go get that person that's better for me you decided to change now are you changing because you know what it's time for me to change it's time for me to grow are you changing really because I don't want to see her with nobody else because you don't want nobody else playing in your sandbox you don't like the share fine cool whatever but now you're manipulating my feelings to a certain degree you're manipulating how I feel because now you're taking away my choice to continue to deal with you to the extent of well he's not really ready to be better but he's changing for me so I mean I guess I'm I'm trying to think of how to put it to make sense because in my head this makes sense like I said you can agree or disagree but like I said, some women would be like, oh my God, he's changing for me and that's all well and good. But you also have to see that sometimes that will come with resentment. Some people will resent you because they weren't really ready to change. Some people rather go ahead and live out that phase that they're in and then go through change and all of that. So if you're changing or this person is changing Not because they want to, not because they think for themselves, hey, I deserve to be better for myself first and then for my significant other. But they change because they couldn't stand to see you with somebody else. That's not a change that's going to last. I'm sorry. In my mind, that's not a change that's going to last. Like I said, a tiger can't change its stripes. It's always going to be a tiger. It's going to go back to its tiger ways. So, yeah, if you got a true Valentine's, that's, you know, they say they're changing. And, oh, my God, you help me to be better. You want me to, you know, you make me want to be better. It's the difference between wanting to be better, actually putting forth the work to be better, and being better for the sake of keeping someone you know does not deserve you in the moment or in the phase of your life that you're in now. There's always a difference. And we are back. So it's time for Unique Thoughts. For those of you who are new, Unique Thoughts is usually when I give my thought process on something I may have come across, something I may have seen, something my something, something I may have experienced, or you get a story time. So 
like I said, you know, Valentine's Day is hop, skipping, and jump away. You know, everybody got their little booze or whatever. Usually, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I don't see the point because I believe you're supposed to show the person that you love that you love them year round. Don't let this be the only time that you, you know, show love or go above and beyond the call of duty to show that you love someone. Um, but hey, to each his own. And usually I never have a um, Valentine. I don't know how to act because I actually got one. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to get so many comments about that. <laughs> but usually, like I said, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. And not because I was bitter. Valentine's Day really didn't mean nothing to me after elementary school. When the party stopped. When the little sticker stopped. When the little cookie with the pink ice heart icing on it stopped. When the candy stopped. All of that. Oh, after that point, I ain't care about Valentine's Day no more. It wasn't fun to me. Then uh, Valentine's Day became about these big ass teddy bears and stuff like that. Ah. But one thing I noticed, Valentine's Day also deals with infatuation. A lot of y'all think you're in love when you're really in lust. Some of y'all... He's the side chicks and side dudes. You ain't gonna get no love or whatever till the stuff go half price um on February 15th. But that's neither here nor there. Play your role, play your role. Um <laughs> But hey, everybody, you know, get get your love and how you get it. You know? Like I said, it's neither here nor there. Um, I'm not here to judge. But Valentine's Day also deals with infatuation. So I got a little story. You know, I don't know how I encounter these things, but I encounter these things. You know, it, only me and only in Mississippi. So, this particular day, I'm not like cute, cute, but I'm cute enough to go out in public. I went to a baby shower. This was a few years ago. Excuse me. This was a few years ago. I go to a, a baby shower with my mom, right? So, baby shower, we play games. We have, uh, there was a game that involved, like, uh, having name tags on where the mother, you know, gave everybody random names and all of that. So, we leave the baby shower and I go to the gas station because I wanted some snacks. I'm a thick chick. I like snacks, okay? Don't judge me. So, go to get some snacks and something to drink. And I'm standing by the cooler where the juices and sodas and stuff are I'm trying to figure out what I want and what to give my mom or whatever right now picture it this was 2011 2012 maybe yeah uh it's the summertime so I got on some little jeans a little button up like I said I wasn't cute cute but I was cute enough to be presentable at this baby shower so I'm standing trying to you know, like I said, figure out what I want. Do 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 do. Scan, scan, scan. Want, want, want. Need, need, need. Don't need it. Want it. No, you know all of that. Um, <laughs> and I see this older man come around the corner. I don't think I told this story on here before, but if I did, somebody knew listening. All right. <laughs> but I see this older man come around the corner. Now, mind you, I usually stay aware of my surroundings. Anything can happen at any moment. So, look over my shoulder. He coming around the little corner or whatever of the shelves where the snakes are at. And 
just to give you an image of how this man looked. If you know the actor James Earl Jones, you know uh, Mufasa from Lion King. That's why I believe he played. Uh, Roscoe Jenkins' daddy from Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Like the man with the deep voice. All of that. That's how this man looked. Like the spitting image of James Earl Jones in Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. He had the glasses and everything. So, okay. He come around the corner, whatever. And look over my shoulder. And I'm a, I'm a person that I speak to everybody. I'm going to learn to stop doing that. But <laughs> I see him and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Just so it's not awkward. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm doing good. But uh, I'd be doing much better if I was holding you. Ah, no, you won't. Sir, I will give you a reason to use your heart medication and them blood pressure pills to bring that bad boy on down. Don't play with me. No, 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 no. No. You cannot hold me, sir. You walked in this bad boy on a cane. Ain't nothing you can do with these hips. Because once I throw this thing in heavy rotation, that's it. That's it. You making a claim on your AARP card, sir. So, I laugh it off. I hurry up and pick something random that I didn't even want. I ended up giving it to my mama because, like I said, I didn't want it. But, I ended up just grabbing something to go stand in line. Okay, so, this is like a Friday, Saturday, Saturday. This is like a Friday or Saturday evening. So, the gas station is popping. Line long. Cool. I'm waiting. So, there's a girl standing on the side of me who... She was, she was very, you know, she was very pretty, had a nice body, all of that, right? And we're standing there. I'm in one line. She's in another. And we just waiting to, you know, pay for our stuff. Another old man comes along. Just to give you a picture of what he looked like. Uh, imagine Morgan Freak. <laughs> Like, not young Morgan Freeman, not free Mr. Clark, Morgan Freeman from Lean On Me, but uh, let's say Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman. I believe he had a mustache in that one. Uh, hmm. Maybe Shawshank Redemption. No, he still looked kind of young in Shawshank Redemption. So we're going to say Bruce Almighty, maybe like a couple years older than that, right? Okay, so he gets in line behind, we're going to call her mm, Robin. He gets in line behind Robin, and James Earl Jones gets in line behind me. So they look at each other, and they're looking at me and Robin, and they're like, boy, they sure don't make them. They didn't make them like this when we were young. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Stop that. I'm glad they didn't make them like this when you were younger, sir. Because you wouldn't have needed that blue pill. But that's neither here nor there. So, uh, Morgan Freeman asked Robin, so what's your name? She said, it doesn't matter. He was like, so what do I call you, baby girl? You can call me the same thing my man calls me. He was like, what's that? It don't matter because once... If you ever find out what my man calls me, it's going to be because my man is whooping your ass. Leave me alone, sir. So she shut that down real quick. 
And he was like, so your man don't let you have friends? These young dudes, see, you need you an old man. An old man be confident in himself and be secure where uh, you can have friends. Sir, she asked you that? You, you sound like one of these young dudes. So you can't have friends? I don't, why do y'all say that? That's, that's a whole different conversation. Let that go. So James Earl Jones asks me, what's your name? I still had on the tag from the baby shower, right? My name on the baby on the tag said Jane. I looked down, my name is Jane. He was like, oh Jane, you know, uh, it's nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. So Morgan Freeman, since he couldn't get no play from Robin, asked me, so your man let you come out like that? Excuse me? I said, like what? just fine like that in them jeans sir I will make you spend your whole social security check let's not play these games but I respond with yeah my woman ain't got a problem with it he was like yo what my woman ain't got a problem with it she approved of my outfit oh oh so you a I'm a what careful sir because i will kick this cane right from under your old ass let's not play this <laughs> i'm going to hell <laughs> but he was like so so your woman ain't got a problem with you looking like that no she liked the outfit he was like so can i have your number now morgan and james both asked me for my number i was like no nah, i can't do that why not because my girlfriend in the car and she a cop she off duty right now but she stay she keeps something on her and she got a bad temper now in this day and age that's probably not a good thing to use that example but you know we're gonna push past that so i'm completely making up this lie because the only person in the car is my mama right but they don't know that from what I told them, I got a woman, she in the car, and she strapped. And she a cop. You don't want to play with me, sir, and you don't want to play well because she got a bad temper. So, eventually, me and Robin are able to go up and pay for our stuff and leave. Well, James Earl Jones turned in the quick draw McGraw, and he baby paid for his stuff so quick and got in his car and followed me and my mom. I told my mom, I was like, don't go straight home. I was like, drive around for a minute. Because when I say it freaked me out, because when we turned out, he turned out. He got right behind us. Whichever lane we got in, he got in. So I told my mom, I was like, go towards my grandma's house, make a block, and then go home. So we can lose him. And eventually we did lose him. Because like I said, he, I, baby, Pop Pop wanted it. Pop, pop, want somebody come get your granddad? I don't know why y'all keep letting your grandparents out by themselves. You hear me? Don't think that they not trying to holler because of these little oxygen machines, these little uh, scoot, uh, scooters at Walmart, all of that. Nah, baby. Mm-mm, that, they don't let that stop them. Baby, they get their cane. They, they'll do you like my papa used to do, <laughs> do all his grandchildren hook you around that neck and bring you close Mm-mm. baby valentine's day y'all better watch out for your granddaddy and make sure that uh 
they social security check is signed only by them and that they have it because if not you're gonna run into somebody like me that's gonna spend it <laughs> i'm lying <laughs> but yeah yeah y'all watch out for your pop pops because uh your girl ain't got time i genuinely don't got time to be going to visit him tuesday thursday and saturday and every other monday uh in the nursing home trying to sneak him blue pills hey honeys so as i stated earlier in the uh in my intro and in unique no not unique thoughts sorry just scrolling i was gonna tell you why i've been gone for so long so let's go back to december december mm, i can't give you the specific date i don't know it was the week before christmas um i lost a member of my family and it wasn't like blood member but this is a person that i grew up with or he was older so he watched me grow up he was my brother's godfather and it wasn't like he was old you know or anything like that he was in his 30s i believe his late 30s maybe early 40s but at one point during the uh, in 2019 he was real sick and it had you know they found out so many things that was going on with him medically but uh he eventually he got better so when he passed it was kind of unexpected because um he we found out he had a bad heart that was one of the things that was going on found out he had a bad heart and we didn't i guess we just didn't realize how bad it was um and the day that he died he actually had a doctor's appointment went to the doctor's appointment and ended up like really passing out at the doctor's office and then everything just kind of went down from there so there was that dealing with the emotions from that making sure my brother was okay because he was not only my brother's godfather he was my brother's mentor because my brother plays the drums and he's been playing for a long time he was my like i said he was my brother's mentor my brother's godfather so i had to make sure he was okay so that was um the week before christmas his funeral was like the saturday after christmas when i found that out found out he passed the next day i want to say or that same night um we found out when he passed found out my aunt was in a car accident someone i believe t uh t-boned her and when uh i say they totaled her car you know it wasn't good so we're picking me and my mom are picking my sister up from uh from work 10 something at night my sister finally gets in touch with my aunt 
because my aunt had been calling her while she was at work and my aunt tells her um she was in a car accident and even though she said she was fine you know she had some scrapes and bruises or whatever excuse me by the grace of god that's all she had um the paramedics still wanted her to get checked out which is always a good thing to get checked out after an accident so she told the doctor while she was there she was complaining of a headache and she you know her equilibrium kind of had been off and all of these things were going on so the doctor was like let's get a you know cat scan on you and we're gonna see if make sure there's no bleed uh, internal bleeding and everything that's causing your headache and all of that they do a cat scan and they find a mass on her brain and the doctor told her that that car accident was actually a blessing in disguise because four months from then you know four four months from now she wouldn't have woken up because of the mass that was on her brain which was a, a tumor so we find this out the same if not the same night like within 24 to 48 hours of finding out about the passing of my brother's godfather so it was like that was another hit um and i'm gonna get back to that in a second i found out a little maybe a couple days before um the passing of my brother's godfather uh it had to be like late November, maybe beginning of December. Um, I was supposed to be moving in January. I was supposed to be moving with my bestie, my put, to Florida. That did not happen. And it didn't happen because her job called her back. And I knew it was a possibility. We just didn't know when, all of that. Well, the job was dragging their feet. And she was like, hey, I'm not going anywhere no time soon. You can go ahead and come if you if that's what you still want to do. Well, I had already started making plans, trying to, you know, get things together, get in line. Um, figured out how I was getting out there, how I was getting my stuff out there, all of that. And I get the phone call that they want her back in New Orleans. And she was leaving in January. Mind you, I said I was supposed to be going out there in January. I was supposed to go out there January 4th. And it was like, that was the first hit. Then the death was the second hit. Then my aunt, (laughs) finding out about my aunt was the third hit. And it's like everything just kind of rolled into one. And I wasn't angry or anything like that. My main thing with my pud was making sure she was going to be okay. By the grace of God, she's, you know, she's back home and she's adjusting just like i am um because the biggest thing with that was i got my hopes up right and made the plans now here's the message in all of this sometimes you have to thank god for your good your bad and your ugly you have to thank god for the things that did not happen because had I made it out there to Florida and she got that phone call, I would have been out there by myself. It would have been me and the Lord. I thank God that he pa- he put the pause on, he, he, he put the brakes on 
me going to Florida, it hurt. I'm not going to say the things that you go that you go through aren't going to hurt. It hurt because, like I said, I got my hopes up. I got my ex- expectations up. But, like I said, had I got out there and she got that call, I would have been out there by myself. Um, You have to thank God for the things that did not happen. Like I said, she's good. She's back home. I wanted to make sure she was going to be okay first and foremost. I thank God for him putting the brakes on it. I asked and I prayed about it. I was like, God, let me be okay with whatever you decide. If this is for me, it is for me. If it's not, you got something bigger in the works. So I have to be patient with whatever you decide. Help me to be okay and not discouraged with whatever you decide, God. And he decided to keep me here. And now I find myself, like now I'm, I've gone through the emotions of accepting it and everything like that. And it's still adjusting to still being home and all of that. But um, I, I was talking to a lady at my church. And she was saying, you know, something is bigger. It's, it was something out there that he was protecting you from. There was something out there that you didn't see, that you didn't know about, that he was protecting you from. And that he had to bring your friend away from. So, be thankful for the things that did not happen. It hurt. It hurt. And they, it took me like a little minute to be at peace with what he decided but I thank God that it did not happen because I would have been in a worse situation than what I am now. I thank God for having a roof over my head. I thank God for having a place to sleep. I would have been worse off there by myself than I am at home. So second, thank God for the thing that looks like it's a bad thing. The thing that looked like it was supposed to take you out. The thing that looks like it's supposed to be ugly and it can be the worst thing ever my aunt being in that accident was a blessing in disguise because we would have never known ever known about the mask that was on her brain now i believe it was january 8th she had surgery to do a biopsy on it and we i believe are still waiting to see if it was cancerous or not but she you know she has to make that decision on what she wants to do and all of that but that accident though it it sucked she walked away from it you know like i said with some bruises some scratches and all of that but her car was told okay how i'm gonna get back and forth to work it's things she started worrying about before she knew about the the mask that God was like, hey, I need your focus elsewhere. This, nothing catches God by surprise. Me not going to Florida. Um, SJ's godfather passing away. My aunt being in the accident. Nothing, it catches us by surprise. Nothing catches God by surprise. There's a purpose and a plan even when we don't see it. There's a reason for your hurt. There's a reason for the storm that you're in right now. There's a reason for that thing that did not happen. There's a reason 
for that thing that did happen that actually did hurt you. Jesus, what was that? Sorry. There's a reason for that thing that happened that actually did hurt you. But, and you feel like, you know, well, God, well, why did this happen? Because it was a lesson in it. You have to find a lesson and a blessing in everything. And as far as the death, it's, I'm, I'm still trying to find the lesson in that, to be honest with you. Because like I said, it was unexpected. Um, But he's at peace because he, I, I know the last time that I saw him, he was actually, he plays guitar, he played, uh, he played guitar, he played drums. Um, the last time I saw him, he was playing guitar. And what's crazy is we were at a church and for an anniversary and I act, he, uh, he would always be like, Nita, <laughs> like he'll call my name in some crazy way that only he could. And he'll, you know, he was like, you okay? You all right? And I would ask, I, after finding out he was sick and everything, I always, I, hey, you good? You okay? And he told me before the service started, he was like, uh, it's not one of my best days, but I'm here. And that's, that speaks volume. Sometimes even when you, you don't have your best days, you got to show up. You got to show up for you, for the people that's counting on you. For, the, for your future self, you got to show up. You can you can say, you don't have to tell everybody, oh yeah, I'm good when you when they ask how you're doing. You don't got to just say, oh, I'm good, I'm all right, yeah, I'm good, when you're not good. You can be honest, hey, this is not my best day, but I'm here. And that's what he said, he was like, it's not my best day, but I'm here. During the service, he, he tapped my arm and he was like, Nita, <laughs> And he asked me, he was like, you good? You all right? And I remember telling him, I'm ready to go home. Because by this point in the service, listen, I was ready to go. And he said, me too. I'm ready to go home too. So I look at it as, like I said, that was the last time that I saw him. So I look at it as he was ready to go home. And God called him home. And that's now where he resides so be thankful for the things that did not work be thankful for that bad thing that may have hurt you in the beginning but you got something greater out of it be it information be it knowledge be it a lesson be it a blessing came from it from my aunt's car accident the blessing was we found out about the about the mass yeah now it's a long road to recovery and find out what the next steps to take but had the accident never happened like the doctor said four months from now she wouldn't have woke up and we would not have known why so there's a lesson and a blessing in everything be thankful for all things praise your way through all things because it's something there for you the purpose, your purpose and your plan is sometimes rest, wrapped up in the thing that hurts you the most. Be it something didn't happen or it did. But find, find your lesson and your blessing in the storm that you're in now. And if you're not in the storm, find your lesson and your blessing in, in the things that have already come and gone or in things to come 
your good, your bad, and your ugly. Know that God is in the midst with you always. I love you. We have reached the end of my comeback episode. My first episode of the year 2020, baby. We have reached the end. Is sorry. <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to let my energy come back up from hey honey, but like really looking at you know everything that happened and the hits. And that was another thing. Like it took me a minute to process everything. And it took a minute to get my energy back to what it used to be or at least enough to get through an episode where I'm not just faking it and trying to push and give you things you just give you anything that you don't deserve you know you deserve my very best and that's what I'm gonna try to give you and I'm trying to get back to our regularly scheduled program our weekly episodes so pray for me I'm gonna pray for you girl and guy <laughs> but we have reached unique speaks baby we have reached my the end of my first episode of 2020. We we've made it, y'all. We have genuinely made it. I have made it without stumbling too much. Mm, don't laugh, don't lie. But <laughs> we we made it to the end. So usually during Unique Speaks, I give you a poem or I give you a quote. And I actually have a couple of poems that I have written. But in honor of Kobe Bryant, we're going to do a quote and I'll give you a poem next time, maybe two, because they're not long, long. But hey, you know, we're going to see how the spirit moves us. Okay, so this quote comes from Kobe Bryant and he says, if you're afraid to fail, then you're you're probably going to fail. And you can I mean, that's self-explanatory. But. Um, I'll give you, you know, my own little explanation on it. If you're scared to go after that thing, if you're scared that you're going to fail, if you already make it, made it up in your mind, like, well, God, I'm, a, I, this is not going to work in my favor anyway. So then that's when you fail. You know, there's another saying, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't meet, what is it? Um opportunity with preparation that's when you fail um so if you're scared that's my thing like honestly for a long time I've been scared to fail I remember being in college and one of my telling one of my teachers like I can't fail failure is not an option and I remember him telling me failure better be an option because if you don't fail you don't learn you don't know what you did wrong if you don't fail. So sometimes failure has to be an option. Something I learned from one of my Bible devotionals was failure is not a person. Failure is an event. You are not failure. You may have failed at something, but you are not a failure. You cannot be a failure. You can have you can fail at something, but you are not a failure. Failure is an event, not a person. So don't be scared to fail. I'm I'm slowly learning that. I'm, you know, trying to find where to start. 
you know, as far as that risk that I'm going to take for my new year. I hate to say new year's resolution, but praying in the new year, I prayed for a year of being uncomfortable. I prayed for a year of God, give me the strength to go through the things that I don't want to go through to get out of my comfort zone to take that risk and not be scared to fail when you're scared to fail you put so much pressure you put so much unnecessary pressure on yourself because you think well if I fail I disappointed not just myself but I disappointed those who believed in me I disappointed those who had this certain expectation of me you are not made to live up to the expectations of others. If you fail, you fail. You'll have people that talk about you when you succeed. You'll have people that talk about you when you fail. And don't be afraid to make that step. Because a lot of times, that our blessing and our breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough is on the other side of the thing that we're scared to do. It's on the other side of that failure. If it takes, If it takes us to fail... Our breakthrough is on the other side of that failure. Because God can look at it and say, you know what? You tried. You did what I told you to do. You tried. You put forth your best effort. You made that one step. Now I'm going to make three on your behalf. So, yeah. Don't be afraid of failure. It may hurt a little bit. may skin your knee, but you'll heal. That's all. You going to heal, baby. I promise. So that is it for this episode of Uniquely Spoken. I love you so much. Oh God, it feels good to be back. Um, <laughs> until next time, please remember L-O-V-E is all you need. I love you so much, honey buns and red people. If you want to know why I call you red people, it's because my name is Red and you are my people. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.